0: Well, here we are. Three IWF Diamond League meets of the season remaining. One of them is Birmingham this weekend, and then finals in Zurich and Brussels at the end of this month. My name's Alex Seftel, and I'll be guiding you through it all in this podcast. Now, this week's featured athlete is the New Zealand shot putter Tom Walsh. He's had a pretty good 2018, winning the Commonwealth and World Indoor titles. To
1: defend my title again this year in such a, I guess, powerful fashion with 22-14 22-14 first round throw and then uh, another two 22-metre throws was, was
0: great. And if you need your house mending, the Olympic medalist and also the reigning world champion from London last year spent eight years as a carpenter. That, and you'll also hear what he thinks of the camaraderie within his event.
1: There's something about shop putters, and I've said this many a times, you know, we get on generally, but that's because we like eating and we like drinking beer.
0: Well, that interview with Thomas Walsh is to come. Of course, he lost his Diamond League crown last year and is aiming to regain it unsurprisingly. I suppose it's high time then that we had a look at some of the Diamond League standings on the road to the final and how things are shaping up as we prepare for the Muller Grand Prix Birmingham. So just having a look at some of the events scheduled to take place, the women's pole vault for instance. Katerina Stefanidi, the Greek athlete, has just won her third European title and doing so in a championship record of 4 metres and 85. She has 22 in the standings so far. It's Sandy Morris, the American who won the World Indoor title at the start of the year, who's on 32 points. Of course, all that matters is getting in the top eight in order to give yourself a chance in the final, where it's effectively winners take all as far as the Diamond Trophy's concerned. So that kicks off at uh, 1 o'clock local time on Saturday. Then next it will be the men's 110 hurdles, we've got the likes of uh, Pascal Martino Lagarde, again another European champion from last week, Balas Bayi, the Hungarian, Antonio Alcana, the South African now these are all people who could do with points in terms of getting in the top eight, Andy Pozzi Oelmanga Garfel Darien, likewise the men's 100 metres, well, it's a high-quality field, but a lot of guys are already guaranteed a place. Akani Simbine, the South African, Mike Rogers, Christian Coleman. Noah Lyles is one of a few people uh, across all the disciplines who could perhaps edge himself into contention to do a uh, a double over 100 and 200 metres. Of course, we saw Sean Miller-Webo do that over 200 and 400 last year. It'd be interesting to see how the Brits go, because... Usually on, on British turf, there is a, a, a boost for the home athletes, as in many countries that we go on the Diamond League circuit. So uh, CJ Uja, for example, last year's champion, Reese Prescott and Zarnell Hughes will all look, at to, look to pick up points. There's a similar sort of story in, in the men's 400 metres in the Isaac McQuala, the defending uh, Diamond League champion, Matt Hudson-Smith, who uh, took glory in Berlin. Fred Curley and Paul Dedevo, all competing in Birmingham and uh, all pretty much secured a place. The teammate from Botswana, uh, of Makuala, that's uh, Tebe, could do with points, as could uh, Leguelin Santos, another European champion in this time the men's high jump, Mateusz Brisbilko, is in eighth place in the standing, so uh, on the cusp of securing his place, Whereas the Italian Gianmarco Tamberi, who uh, caught a few people's eye with his half-beard, half-shaven look that uh, we've seen a few times on the Diamond League circuit, uh, he could do with some points to lift himself up the standings and into the top eight. In the women's 400 hurdles, uh, we've had some great battles this year with the likes of Mohamed, the American, and uh, Russell, the Jamaican. Uh, Sage Watson has been right up at the sharp end as well, the Canadian. No Mohammed, but uh, the other two I mentioned are there and guaranteed themselves a place. Uh, Georgian Moline, who took a fantastic victory in Rome also. And uh, Shamir Little, one of the athletes we featured in this uh, podcast series. Ailey Doyle, disappointing European championships in Berlin, but of course getting a relay bronze medal at the end of the competition and uh, she is in 15th place with uh, just two points of course has had some injuries problems this year but a a strong performance from her in in Birmingham could make all the difference so Susanna Haynova is the target there in 8th place in the standings now I did say watch out for some athletes uh, trying to give themselves a chance of doing the the Diamond League double as it were well Casa Semenya is in seventh place in the 1500 meter standings. Similarly, Katrin Abarguin, the uh, wonderful triple jumper, is eighth in the long jump standings. So that would be some incredible double or triple jump. I think by far her a, a stronger event, you'd say. And uh, just looking there, the athletes who are seventh, eighth, tenth, and eleventh: Christabel Netty, Abarguin who is 8th. KJT, Katharina Johnson-Thompson, 2nd in the heptathlon at the European Championships, is 10th. And Jasmine Sawyers, who just missed out on a medal, is 11th. So, particularly those Brits might look to lift themselves up in the standings. Meanwhile, Lorraine Ugen, the world leader uh, with a jump of 7 metres and 5, who's 1st in the Diamond League standings, is a case of trying to make up for the disappointment of the Europeans. Mahambo, By contrast, who took the gold medal, the uh, German Malaika Mahambo, is second on 15 points. So it could still turn out to be a very successful year for Lorraine Hugen. Of course, part of the uh, 4x100m team for England that took uh, gold at the Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast. But of course, we've seen those sort of bittersweet moments before. Kenny Harrison, dominant in, in 2016, setting the world record, but of course not at the Olympic Games. Wonderful on the Diamond League circuit though and uh, we were all t- too pleased to see it. A couple more events then that are worth shouting out. Jake Whiteman, who uh, won European bronze to add to his Commonwealth bronze for Scotland in April. He's in 8th place in the standings. Elijah Manangoy is 10th and Marcin Lewandowski 12th. Both of those, uh, the latter two are mentioned there, certainly uh, favorites over the 1500 meters to contend for that diamond trophy so could they put themselves in the mix over the uh, that shorter middle distance if you like over two laps and then wow the women's 200 meters is just going to be something to say but as it has been throughout this year dina asher smith the the golden girl from the europeans sharika jackson another winner on the diamond league circuit shelly ann fraser price Shawnee Miller Wibo, the defending champion. Jose Talu, the Ivorian, has had a wonderfully consistent season. Jenna Prandini, also a win in London and uh, a great year for her, also it means she's leading the standings uh, on 24 points. Talu has 23, does, as does Sharika Jackson, with Shawnee Miller having 16 points. Daphne Shivers is in ninth place in the standings, though. Two silver medals at the uh, European Championships. It's not been a vintage year for Daphne Shippers, uh, without an Olympic Games or a World Championships, which, which she has won twice, but uh, certainly under a little bit of pressure, you would have thought, for for someone you expect to be a little higher up. But doesn't that just make uh, Birmingham a wonderful competition? You've got people who are under pressure. You've got great line-ups and competitions that are just there to enjoy um, without that worry, and setting things up beautifully for the final, and let's uh, savour the athletics season while it lasts. Of course, you can check out the full lineups on the Diamond League website, and uh, check out social media and the YouTube channel as well for uh, all features that are coming up. Now, one of the features this year that we've had is the defining moment that's run through this podcast series, and if you missed any episodes, you can go back and listen on SoundCloud or iTunes. And uh, what I mean by defining moment is uh, just talking to an athlete about what's made them the character they are today and uh, whether it's success or failure, something that they've learned from or uh, something that's really motivated them to go on and achieve more. And uh, this week it's Thomas Walsh, as I mentioned, the 26-year-old world champion and Olympic bronze medalist. He's won two world indoor titles now. And things are going pretty well. So uh, let's find out more about him with Tom
2: Byrne. World champion outdoors in the shot put, two-time world champion indoors in the Mm -hmm. shot put, Commonwealth champion. Through a big national record in March. Yeah. It's you know you're in the form of your life right now.
1: (laughs) Well, hopefully it only gets better.
2: Well, do you think you can get better?
1: I'm only 26, and I guess you know the last few years, the last 20 years, most guys who throw well, throw well, really well into the early early to mid 30s. There's a few guys around that are gunning for that world record and and I feel like I need to still throw better, but I'm pretty close.
2: Right, so when you say you've got to do a bit to get there, what are you thinking? Are you thinking technical work? Are you thinking strength? It's just time, it's just
1: time. Time throwing far as 22 metres in the men's shot put is a norm. Um, If you win a comp without 22 metres, you're lucky. And it's also about um, the mental side of it. As weird as it sounds, you know, letting it happen, because when it happens, when when I break the world record, I won't be going, look, this is this is the day I'm going to do it. Today the day is today the day. Oh, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be awesome. And that's a little bit what happened to me at Com Games, but I was lucky enough to still get away with with winning. But uh, you just got to let it happen. I played a lot of sports growing up, so I never really knew that I was going to be, I didn't know that I was going to be a shot putter. Um, but the two moments that really confirmed it for me was one, that we were juniors at under-20s. Uh, 2010, uh, We had New Zealand had two shot-putters at the Games. We had Jackal Jacko Gill, yeah. exactly. Uh, and at that point in time, Jacko was a stud. And he still is very good for his age. Um, and I was there as well. And uh, I, was, I, I thought I had a chance to get a medal um, and maybe even push to win. Uh, if I would have had to throw really, really well. But I went there and bombed out. And everyone, and Jacko won.
2: And so it, you didn't make the final. No, was that right? no, yeah. I
1: bombed, bombed well out. I mm. went from throwing twenty meters in the warm-up area to throwing seventeen ninety-two in the competition. And everyone, and, all, and everyone was praising Jacko and Jacko, you're amazing and stuff. And what he had achieved was amazing. But I got jealous. Mm. And so I was like, righto, I, am not going to let this young guy, uh, you know, get one over on me. <laughs> so that was one of, the, one of the real, like, I guess. Drivers for years and years and years until I started to beat them um, more often, uh, and then the second time was actually 2013, which was the first time I threw here. Uh, I missed out on world champs by one centimetre, uh, and those two times made me look at what I was doing. And the first time I realised at world we juniors that it was my mental side that let me down, uh, and and the second time in 2013. We looked over my whole th- whole training program and everything again and what we realized was there wasn't really anything I was doing wrong I just that w- wasn't my time uh, and then uh, nine months later I got third at world Endorse. Um and sometimes well you that's a cliche saying that you lose you always learn more from when you lose than when you win and that's quite right you do um, because from those experiences you know I went and jumped on and and, and, and threw further really soon afterwards and it was not a lightning rod, but uh, just another thing to make me think about what I was doing and why I was doing it.
2: Mm. When you, so that first World Indoors that you did, you'd never competed indoors before, was that right? No, no. So this, the second time you competed yeah. World Indoors, you won in 2016.
1: Yeah, it was only the second time I competed at World. Really? So you didn't yeah. do any
2: competitions indoors now, well, in why would I
1: leave for summer? You know, <laughs> come on, New Zealand's nice and warm in March time. I, I don't want to come over to Europe when it's freezing cold.
2: But did you go into that meet expecting to win, expecting to throw far, or is it just kind of, you know, let's see what we can do here?
1: Uh, the first one in yeah. soap pot, I knew I was in good shape, um, and I knew I was throwing really well in training. So, look, I didn't really know because it was my first major champs mm. as a senior. And uh, I was lucky enough to, <laughs> lucky and it was also dangerous for my life, but um, I knocked out Thomas Majewski, um, and I, we were in Poland um, from third place on my last throw. So being in Poland, knocking out a Polish legend, you know, wasn't the smartest thing <laughs> I could have done. So um, yeah, I kind of fell into it. I tricked myself a little bit. Um, my, actually, the high-performance director from Athletics in New Zealand was the guy who was looking after me at that point in time, and, and he went around to pick me up post-match, kind of after all the press and stuff. And he goes, oh, so, Tommy, you, uh, you took a long time to come through there. I said, it's because I got third. And he goes, no, you didn't. Because he never saw the last throw, he saw up to round five and then left. And, and he goes, "No, you didn't." I'm like, "I did. I got third, mate." <laughs> so he didn't believe me. Um, so that was quite cool. That was quite a cool experience. And then uh, in 2016, I, I I expected to win. Mm-hmm. Um, it's everyone kind of knows the field was a little bit weaker. There weren't weren't all the top guys there. Um, but I still went there and threw a PB and, and did what needed to be done. And then to, to defend my title again this year uh, in such a I guess, powerful fashion with a 22-14 first round throw and then uh, another two 22-metre throws was was great.
2: I mean, both those competitions in 16 and in Birmingham, mm. just a couple of months ago, were fantastic to watch. Mm. The thing I remember after Birmingham was well, you had some sort of bet with your coach. <laughs> Is that another, another, just something that kind of underpins your career? Yeah, we have a, a lot of bets.
1: Bit. Um, there's something on my foot here that uh, I've um, got a bet you don't. I'm not sure if you want to look at my foot, but is that a tattoo? It's a, a tattoo. So I lost. I lost a bit of Dale, so I had to get a tattoo.
2: So what is it? What does it say? And what's uh, the Oh, it's it's a,
1: it's a little motto of mine. Uh, I probably can't <laughs> say what it is on the camera, but uh, so I had to get that uh, because I, what I do? What one was that one? That was from London when I won. Right. I had to get that because I didn't throw a PB. I got pretty close, but I didn't throw a PB. Um, and Dale had to grow mutton chops. Um, for six months uh, after Birmingham, and we've had a few other ones here and there, but uh, yeah. Uh, and he also, because Dale's a bald man, so he shaves. He also lost another bit to me a few years ago, um, where he had to grow his hair and beard out for a whole year. Um, so it was, uh, it was something pretty special.
2: Is that just a, a kind of a little way of maybe taking the pressure off yourself? You talk about not wanting to chase it, yeah. Just kind of. You know, it's a bit of fun, maybe. Yeah,
1: uh, if we can find even ground and and it's good just a wee side bit and stuff. Uh, We had another one at Com Games as well that was social media based. So, um, yeah, no, it's good fun. It just adds adds a little bit of something else to it.
2: Tell me about your building career because I think you're in the building trade until maybe just a couple of years ago. Do you think that last was... last year? Yeah. Really? So that was.
1: Yeah, weekend warrior. That's what I am. <laughs> no. Um,
2: what were you doing? What was your trade?
1: Uh, so carpenter. Full, right. Yeah, full time. So in New Zealand, we build the houses from top to bottom. We yeah. Do the foundations. We put the roof on. We put the jib on the walls. We line the wall. We do everything. Uh, I know it's different in other countries, but so you know, I can literally build a house from start to start to finish minus the the electrical work and minus the plumbing yeah. pretty much. So um, I did that for eight years.
2: You still keep an interest in woodwork or yeah, yeah, I do bits and pieces. Do you? Yeah. Uh, just,
1: finish, um, just finished our new house. Um, oh, nice. Uh, and back, in, back, yeah, in back in New, new Zealand, Zealand yeah. yeah. So I live there now, but there's obviously a lot of stuff. I I built the deck to it, um, so it's got a nice outdoor, outdoor area. Uh, and I do a little bit of, in terms of the furniture in the house, trying you know, make it cheaper and things yeah. like that.
2: Nice. And then back to competition. You lost your Diamond League crown last season. Do you want to get back? (laughs) I'm not here
1: to get second. Uh, And I got seventh in that comp, so that wasn't the greatest. But um, no, yeah, definitely. I think the Diamond League uh, now has changed completely because it's not uh, a build-up of your points over the season. Mm. Um, I personally like that because generally I'm pretty uh, consistent over the whole season. But uh, as a whole total package... It keeps everyone involved right to the last comp. You mm. derail, uh won last year with a, with a great, great throw, but uh, he wouldn't have been in the mix if, if it wasn't like that. So mm. it's, a, it's a change and, and change is, is generally for the better.
2: Have you had to manage your season slightly because it would have started so early with the build-up towards commies and stuff?
1: Oh, <sighs> look, it's just... This year's a bit different because as you said, all our majors were at the start of the year, mm. um, but it's about rolling the dice because uh, I know I'm in great shape. I proved that at the start of the year. Uh, I, I know I can get back there. Um, so it's just about uh, enjoying throwing, mate, because this is why we do it. We actually enjoy what we do, surprisingly. You do, um, with
2: that atmosphere between you guys, yeah. we, you know, whenever we go down to the training track or warm-up, you're all hanging out together, mm-hmm. yeah. feeding off each other's energy oh, and stuff. Yeah, it yeah. just looks like a kind of good event to be involved in.
1: No, it is, it's great fun, mate, and uh, you know, there's something about shot putters, and I've said this many a times, you know, we get on generally, but that's because we like eating and we like drinking beer. So we find common ground around that, and so it's, it's good fun, mate.
2: And the other thing is, because everyone's thrown so well, that world record could go at any stage. That's it a reason is. to watch the event, isn't yeah, it, really? It is.
1: it is. Uh, someone told me a stat uh, the other day that, so in terms of 10 deep, I think the, first, the 10, 10th position was maybe 2180 or something like that, mm. and that was better than the previous 30 years, and no other event's been like that. So that kind of shows you how strong the men's shot put is. I know men's long jumps is going very well at the moment as well, so uh, look, it's, it's time that record
0: goes
2: as well. Well, let's see if you can be the man who gets it.
1: Why not?
0: There you go, he was a carpenter for eight years and uh, off mic he was saying that the other guys who were building with him used to say, by the way, when you leave work at half past two, uh, we stay another few hours fixing the mess that you've made, <laughs> but he's a great character anyway and uh, so are most of the guys in the shop put, it really is a event with uh, great camaraderie and spirit as Walsh touched on there and uh, we have got a video coming up and before the end of the season you'll see a tutorial with uh, some of the shop putters explaining what they do, how best to throw a shot put. Other than that get set for what should be a thrilling Grand Prix in Birmingham this weekend and then it's full steam ahead on the road to the final.